Hey guys, and welcome to Roman Go Lightly, a podcast for creative adventures. Listen, you and I have a lot in common. Like you, I'm a working person and I have real world responsibilities. But despite living that nine to five grind, I still want to live that adventurous creative lifestyle we all crave. So how can we do that? Well, that's why I'm here. Roman Go Lightly is a podcast and blog that believes in local adventure and everyday creativity. Because listen, adventure doesn't require a plane ticket and creativity is beckoning and it's for everyone, even us working people. Join me each week as I pick the brains of some of the coolest makers and seekers out there to find out in what small ways we can infuse their practices for inspiration and adventure into our daily working lives. You in? Let's do this. Hey, 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 and welcome to our third episode. Guys, thank you so much for making our first two episodes such a hit. I am loving reading all of your reviews, and keep them coming. Don't forget that this is the last week to put in your wittiest review and a five-star rating. Um, That just makes it easier for other uh, creative adventurers to find us on iTunes. And uh, yeah, we really want to spread the mission, so keep it coming. Bring it on. Plus, you can win an Amazon gift card to treat yourself. Treat yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Parks and Rec reference. (laughs) Anyway, our uh, third episode today features actually my travel blog icon. Many of you guys may not know that before we relaunched the blog with our new mission for local adventure and everyday creativity for us working people, um, the blog used to be um, a travel blog. It's where it started. Uh, You can hear a little bit more about that in our last mini-sode that we just launched. But um, yeah, it was a travel blog, and I'll tell you what, my inspiration was our guest today. Her name is Margot Page of the Overseas Escape. She used to live in Heidelberg, Germany, and she recently um, repatriated back to the U.S., and we talk about that experience and all sorts of other fun stuff, lots of girl talk, um, and I feel like you'll be listening into us just sort of gabbing and talking about uh, why to choose adventure, Margot's favorite adventures from her experience, and um, what's up What's up next for her since she's no longer living in Europe? This is a really great episode. And um, Margot, love you, girl. Thank you so much for doing this. So let's do it. Margot. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited that you're here and that we're able to talk. We've been internet friends for, I mean, friends, quote unquote, for a while. But yeah. Yeah. And we, I mean, yeah, we did an interview on my blog a while ago, but I'm so glad we can actually talk like we're real humans. Real people. Yay. Right. <laughs> um, so tell us who you are. And if you had to explain your job to like a two year old, what would what would your job be? Oh, boy. Um, my name is Margo. I write the blog, The Overseas Escape. And my job, if you want to call it a job right now, is um, sharing my travels um, and my recommendations and tips for travelers. Um, and I share that on the blog by way of pictures because I love photography. And I like writing. I probably favor the photography aspect of it, but I try to put that all out there to um, really make it feel as though somebody were to come to my blog, they could kind of go on a walk with me to whatever destination it is 
and share in the experience as well. That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so you talked about photography. Can you talk about um, how you sort of got into that? Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't, I kind of try to go back to thinking about like, what was my first like actual camera point and shoot thing? You know, when did I actually do this? Cause I look at pictures that I took in college and I mean, they're just kind of, I don't know what I was doing, but, um, I started traveling pretty extensively for work, um, when I graduated college. Um, and I was lucky that a lot of my travels were abroad, um, to really interesting places. And sometimes I was by myself and, um, I've always observed my parents document our trips. And even though I was on work trips, I would take time to take pictures of the places I was visiting. And I got to go to Japan a bunch of times. And um, I think because I was alone, I really gave me an opportunity to focus on um, the images that I was capturing and starting to think about them artistically. Um, so it's just something that I've always enjoyed um, taking the pictures and editing, because I think editing is um, the place that I have improved probably the most drastically over even just the past year is um, being able to edit pictures to make them to be the images that I really like and I'm excited to share. Um, I mean, you're totally being... So, I mean, really, I mean, this is for the listeners. You need to check out her blog and just lose yourself for about a half an hour just <laughs> digging through all the beauty. I mean, you've lived, you've like been all over the place in Europe. Um, but let's just let's talk about how, uh, how you got into that. So, like, was there ever a moment where you sort of were like, oh, dang, I actually really, really enjoy travel blogging? And was there a specific time when you were actually like, I think I'm pretty good at this. Let's keep going with this idea. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I just feel like the one thing that I am so happy about travel blogging is that I'm excited to share, but it's also been a great like diary for myself um, to go back and look at my own experiences. And um, and just like a lot of expats, when we were doing our travels, um, you know, you like connect with your old friends and family and it only goes, you know, so far to be like, you know, Western Ireland is amazing and we did this drive and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, people are engaged, but it doesn't tell nearly the story as a post. Um, and so I think I just started caring a lot about those posts and, you know, I felt maybe it was a bit of like homesickness and I really wanted to share what was going on in our world. Um, cause it was so different, you know, living abroad and, you know, you, you ha you're kind of isolated in a way. So I started just to put a lot of work into those posts and, you know, getting feedback from my family and friends, but also, you know, you start getting feedback from, you know, friends you haven't met before. And, um, you know, and they start weighing in and it's, that's so rewarding. I mean, that's kind of like why it's blogging is like kind of addictive in a way. Cause you're like, Oh, you know, people are interested and they care. And, you know, it's like exciting to have them be part of the conversation of your life basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think travel blogging isn't something that I would say, like, I would look be like, you know, I'm really good at travel blogging. Like, I think I just, I think I'm just enjoying what I'm doing and, and, I guess people enjoy it too. So I don't think there's ever been sort of like a, oh yeah, I've got it all figured out because I certainly don't. I don't at all. So. Well, yeah, I well, I totally know what you mean. I mean, the reason why I believe I started, well, of course, I I similarly I was having an adventure and I was like, oh, I really want to save this time in my head forever. And of course, yeah. like the internet is waiting. The internet is beckoning. So. <laughs> 
But it's it is like a diary of sorts. And when when you go to uh, your website to just sort of like look for recommendations, I always feel like we're sort of peeking into your um, recommendations, but also just you know who you are. And I think that's one of the main enjoy like that's the biggest benefit of going to a travel blog because you start to like trust this person for their opinions too so you're like oh look at this picture like it totally looks as beautiful as she's describing and yeah she's gonna tell us what's not what not to do and i totally trust this person so i think you totally got a knack for it so i think you're totally wrong when you're saying like oh no podcast every day so i get like really like ooh. i'm just here to be blushing over here. I'm here to be a cheerleader, Margot. It's totally fine. Um, So let's keep talking about travel. You lived in Heidelberg. um, And is that a place you feel really connected to? Or was there um, a few, are there a few other locations that you feel really close to from your time abroad? I loved Heidelberg so much. Um, Yeah, I feel like a, a great connection with Heidelberg. And I was actually, it was really cool how we ended up living there because it was one of the first trips I went to Europe um, with my company where I went there like as a business trip and then I was able to go back and then go back again and actually move there. So I kind of like, it was like my first kind of Europe solo sort of trip and um, then ended up being my hometown, which was kind of cool. So yeah, I feel a great, great connection with Heidelberg um, and it it's just such a beautiful place. I mean, I think... I'm always going to be nostalgic about our two years there, um, for sure. Um, and then other places abroad, I think the ones that really meant the most to me are the ones where we really had um, great like relationships and friendships with people that were local. And um, and I always, it's kind of cool, but I always think of our time in Lisbon and as well as our time actually in Western Ireland um, when we were in Killarney, where we ended up just really getting to know some great, great people that live there. And I feel like we just loved it. Like our time there was that much better because, you know, they were showing us these great music scenes and great beer and great everything. And we felt like we're just part of it. And I think when you feel like you're part of a place that you really, you know, it kind of feels like another home. So yeah. So Lisbon and then Killarney, Ireland also loved, loved those places. You're speaking to my heart right now. Totally. <laughs> I like, I, I keep like, if anyone has the opportunity to travel for longer than like two weeks, which is almost impossible for most working people. Yeah. But if you yeah. ever get the opportunity to like make something, make a place like your hometown, like you were saying in Heidelberg, of course you were there much longer, but um, yeah. like that, that experience of like actually rooting yourself in somewhere completely new and exciting it just it's it just deepens your roots there you just feel connected to it and I've always felt that way towards Rome um because we live there we live there for like about two months and that was just like such a fun time because you do make these friends and acquaintances on the street that you're just and you feel much more connected to it because you have these people that yeah you have you know broken English conversations with but it's so nice it's the people totally it is yeah Let's go a little off topic and let's talk more about um, for those people who don't have a ticket abroad right now and maybe want to or maybe they're a working person and they're hoping one day to have those 10 days to go adventure abroad or maybe they just want to go to the town next door. Um, 
what what are your thoughts on why people should choose to live an adventurous life and why should they choose travel? I think that for me, travel has been the most fulfilling uh, decision I could make, you know, like, of course, education and all these kind of things. But I think just regarding lifestyle, incorporating travel as a priority has been something that um, I feel as though I've carried with me. I've had amazing experiences and it's also helped me grow as an individual. Um, but that notion of an adventurous lifestyle, I totally love. And now that my husband and I are settling in Virginia, um, you know, that was important is to be near just the outdoors and having this opportunity just to be outside. And it doesn't mean that we have to be hiking in Switzerland, but just going, you know, and being outdoors and in nature, um, you know, that's one way of of being adventurous, but the other aspect of just doing anything outside the norm. And those are the, I think for me, those are the memories that are important are just breaking away, um, and camping and doing and like creating anything. Um, and, uh, just stepping outside and maybe trying your high school Spanish and like go to the local Mexican restaurant, doing anything that kind of pushes you because those are the memories you actually remember, you know, two weeks later, you know, instead of just doing repeat, repeat, repeat of the same stuff. Um, and I think that that's, it's hard, it's hard to, to want to do that because it's not necessarily the most comfortable route of, you know, schedule for the day, but yeah, it's not the easy route. It's not. No, no, definitely not. So, I mean, it's definitely something that I'm trying to learn and practice in my life because now that I'm not in Europe and I'm back in Virginia, you know, it's something I'm consciously having to think about, like, what am I really, how, where, where am I going to go to find my fulfillment and and doing things? And, and so, yeah, being adventurous and traveling, it's important, but I can't say that I'm an expert at how to make that part of your life. Right. And that's what I'm here for. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think like you were saying, it's not the easy way. Like the routine of everyday life, just it sort of sneaks up on you. Right. And it's just, I mean, and then every now and then you catch yourself thinking like, oh, I just feel so stuck or I feel so um, not even unfulfilled. Sometimes it's just like, you just feel this void. I think, especially when you have had experiences with new, exciting places, whether that's in Europe or Asia or across the country, but like, it's sometimes in the real world, you catch yourself and you're just like, wow, what, what can I do right now to really fulfill this like need to get outside or be adventurous or to travel? And that's really, I mean, you're really hitting at the, the nail of what I'm trying to do with, um, Roman go lightly. So do you think that um, escapism or travel is a means for people to find inspiration for um, for like artists and uh, creative types? Do you think that going out into the world is a means for people to find that creative knack? Do you think that that's something that they should sort of exercise? Yeah, uh, a thousand percent sure of that. Um I read this blog called Living in Yellow, and she had this kind of joke post where she said, yeah, I come up with my best post ideas when I'm sitting at home in my yoga pants or, (laughs) you know, and it's like totally being sarcastic. There's nothing, there's no way for me to find that sort of um, energy, that creative energy uh, 
in my like just normal environment. I think getting out and going and seeing new places and talking to different people with from different cultures and um, that kind of thing. That's really important. I think in terms of finding creativity, but also I view it as a kind of fundamental for having an informed society. Um, and I think that, you know, that can, you know, just provide that perspective that you wouldn't otherwise be able to find just in your normal environment. Um, so for me, it's, it's, I think fundamental would be the right word, but I can't say that I'm like here to judge anybody that doesn't feel the same way about travel and escapism and that kind of thing. I just think it's part of my kind of fiber. Absolutely. You're, we sort of touched on it a little bit, but, um, so you lived in Heidelberg, Germany for a bit and now you're back uh, you just wrote a post the other day that you and your husband have relocated so um where so give us your like hidden treasures for from both places both heidelberg and charlottesville Ooh, so charlottesville i've only been living here for about a week so i really can't talk on it <laughs> other than i really like it and you know why i like it is because it actually reminds me a lot of heidelberg um both are university towns with great schools. Um, and with that, there's the big kind of academic student population. That's always really fun. Um, Heidelberg is along this beautiful river with an amazing castle. Um, you know, that's not necessarily in Charlottesville, but I've found, um, but yeah, they both have this really great like downtown area actually, um, with this, um, in Heidelberg, it's the longest pedestrian only street in Europe. So it's about a mile cobbled stone with nothing but restaurants and shops and all these kinds of things. It's amazing. Um, and in Charlottesville, it's actually the longest pedestrian only street in Virginia. So wow. That is not quite as long as the one in Heidelberg, but it's, we live, um, about two minutes away from it. So, um, that's amazing all the time. Yeah. So actually the car free lifestyle is, um, what was really important for my husband and I, and we've been able to accomplish that, um, by moving to Charlottesville. Wow. So his commute is about four minutes to walk, to walk, which is crazy. So. Wow. Props. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. It's nice that way. Yeah. So wait, you both, neither of you own cars. So you are of walking distance to most of your major hubs around Charlottesville. That's awesome. Well, we, we own, you know, I got to get to Target. <laughs> we, have, we have a car, but we just don't need it to, you know, for day-to-day purposes. So oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm yeah. so jealous. I mean, it's definitely not something that I like wrote up on my list of requirements before we left for Germany. You know, like mm-hmm. when I was living in the DC area, I had awesome, like 45 minute commute, sometimes an hour and a half, you know, like it wasn't, you know, part of that situation there but then when we moved to Germany and we had you know a very good life of being able to walk everywhere then when we were moving back to the U.S. We we're like well this is number one priority pretty much so um so yeah it's it's worked out for us um and you know now we're near family and friends and all that good stuff too so it's awesome yeah you know those those important people in the, those folks, you know <laughs> that's so cool so um so Heidelberg what do you say the hidden gem is Oh, the hidden gem of Heidelberg. Um, like one specific restaurant or something. Um, yeah, like give us if you could give someone like three places they like if they had like three hours in Heidelberg, where do they have to go? Um, well, I think for me, um, the most special, coolest place ever. Um, there is a 
hiking trail that goes, and it's not necessarily like a hiking trail, it's more of a walking trail, um, but it goes up um, and it's across the river from the castle and it overlooks the entire kind of river valley and the castle and um, all that good stuff. So I would suggest going and walking up um, that hill and there's tons of steps. Um, I would check that out. I would go to um, my favorite restaurant, which I can't think of right now. We're promoting Oh my gosh. That always happens, right? You like, yeah, I'm you like, can wait. taste the food on your mouth, but the name yeah. just escapes oh. you. Do you know what I'm, uh, I like tempted to do is find my blog post about this. Go <laughs> for it. Honestly, <laughs> we, right. Cause I cared a lot about it when I living listen you can send the name my way we'll add in the show notes it will (laughs) it will be there yeah maybe i'll I'll just circle back and send you the link yeah i I need to do head over justice because it really for me it's a great um yeah it's a great home but for anybody traveling to europe if you're flying into frankfurt heidelberg's a must it's about an hour away you can get there by train um it's part of the romantic um Rhine kind of region, even though it's on the Necker River. Um, it's but, it literally looks like a freaking fairy tale. It's just yep, it's cobblestoned like beauty. Yeah. yeah, and you know one of the best things about it is um, it's great all year, um, like a holiday destination. It's magic. It's you know North Pole, and you know throughout the other seasons, it's always pretty. You know that kind of thing. So it's always always like. Like you have to go to Heidelberg, but um, but yeah, I'll send you this. I'll send you this post, and then you can <laughs> perfect. You can do yeah. that. And so Charlottesville's totally new to you, so you're gonna have to like check in very, and give us your hidden gems later. Yeah, I know. I'm actually like yelping and stuff. Like I'm like, where do I? It's go? so fun though because you're even though this is now your home base, it's a totally new adventure, right? Like you can yeah. go and I mean, I the other day, me and my friends were. We were just having like a dinner party or something and someone's like, I wonder what the number one trip advisor recommendation would be for our town. So we literally just Googled it and it turns out it was like the candy shop that's like two. No, it's on this. Yeah, it's on the same block as as my apartment, which is crazy. It's like, really? That's the number one trip recommendation. All right. All right. Whatever. Yeah, but like you even been to it. I and you know what the crazy thing is? No, I've passed by it it's haunted me when i've parked my car and i just smell like wafting chocolate down the street <laughs> but i've actually never gone inside and now i'm really tempted because now you're kind of like you trip advisor yeah yeah so funny yeah. but yeah it's like a new adventure for you to like go and research and try new things and should be fun i'm excited yeah, for you i'm really excited so apparently charlottesville is a big like foodie destination Ooh. and i'd like to say that i'm a foodie but i don't necessarily have a really high bar. Like I'm really, I'm, I'm pretty much delighted most of the time unless it's <laughs> something gross. So I feel like I'll be really happy for sure because people seem to really love this area for its food. That's awesome. I think like being a food, I'm definitely a foodie. I'm not going to lie. I love food. It's like, <laughs> it's one of the main things I like decision making on weekend like plans. It's like, mm, we could go to this restaurant. <laughs> Like, look forward to it. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a semi problem, you know. Being back in the USA, do you have any, like, do you have any weird, like, things that you've sort of got accustomed to in Germany that you're sort of grappling with now? Do you have any, like, what is it called? Um, Like, repatriation? Yes, repatriation issues. (laughs) Really? 
Yeah, I know. Um, actually, um, a friend was just asking me about that earlier today. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a certain sense of, um, you know, readjustment and trying to figure out ways that we operate very differently here in the U.S. than we did over in Germany. But truthfully, um, in Germany, it was just an ongoing learning process of figuring out everything. Like recycling is handled far differently there. <laughs> and everything, where to buy, you know, like we didn't know where to buy a broom. So we'd use Amazon Prime constantly because we just didn't know where to get stuff. And um, and now, you know, being back in the U.S., it's like, oh, well, I know exactly how to get by totally. Like I don't need to figure, you know, I don't need to translate anything. So um, I wouldn't say it's been some um, painful repatriation process. Um, and, you know, I was really lucky in that my husband and I were able to, um, take a break after moving back from Germany. We went to Southeast Asia for two months and did backpacking. So I got my travel bug, like totally satisfied for a while. So I'm feeling like pretty good just to kind of dig in and have some roots and, um, you know, ask me maybe in six months and I'm like, Oh, actually I miss Germany a ton because I can travel constantly. <laughs> but for now I feel like I feel pretty good. I mean, repatriation is definitely, I think there's a lot of, um, chapters of it. And, but so far it's been okay for me. I feel pretty satisfied with our experience there. I feel like we got a lot out of it and it was time to come home too. So it was, it was all the way it's supposed to work out, I guess. I mean, yeah, I think, I think it does take some time to settle into that, right? And I, even though you're moving back to the U.S., it's still a new place for you. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's still got its excitement to it as well. Totally. And also, my husband and I were married. Um, you know, before we left, we were just engaged, and then you know, now we're a married couple. We have like our little family unit, and so coming back, it's like it's not like my I'm returning to my same self. You know, I'm like a different chapter. Totally our relationship and everything. So, you know, the one thing that was interesting over there was um, how much our diet changed. Um, and I hadn't really thought about it too much until we've been back. But um, the produce over there probably costs maybe a quarter, a third of the cost of the produce here. Um, and also in Germany, they're really strict about GMOs. And mm -hmm. so the fruits and vegetables don't necessarily look like the most beautiful, you know, like photograph photogenic fruits and vegetables you've seen but they taste awesome kind of like a homegrown tomato versus the tomato you buy at like a giant grocery store just really tasty um but also they um you know with that whole mindset they're not like importing things in year round so you have a lot of seasonal produce and so um my husband and I really had to like adapt what we ate based on what was actually available at the grocery store and um because I don't know how to make German food, um, you know, going in and trying to buy all the ingredients for, say, lasagna, it ended up that, you know, my, like, my list, I'd constantly just have tons of substitutions and whatever, and, like, you know, I never could really make anything. So what we ended up doing all the time was just making tons and tons of stir-fries, like, just every night, pretty much. So we would just get whatever vegetables were in season and just eat a stir fry. <laughs> because you're like, well, we'll saute it and add some curry sauce and it will be delicious. When in so, Rome. Yeah. But it's like funny because I like really didn't do much cooking at all for two years because it's just, you know, some, most of the things that I'd find on Pinterest, they just weren't available, you know, so. Or they cost, you know, like an arm and a leg for you to pay for. 
Yeah, yeah, I'd have to drive just like some specialty grocery store and yeah, exactly. So I feel very fortunate. I know exactly what you're talking about because I feel so spoiled. I actually live in um literally on the edge of Amish country in Pennsylvania. And um so in our, you know, urban areas, you go to the grocery store and it costs like so much more than if you just go a couple minutes down the road to this Amish grocery store where everything's fresh and you know, it's, you know, it may be like on the verge of being like, oh, well, it might turn in a couple of days. But if you eat it like that day, it's so delicious. And it costs, yeah. you know, 10 cents compared to like 75. It's insane. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah, I am. I, I know exactly what you mean. And it's like, you know, when you have those sort of like seasonal foods in front of you, it's just like you gobble it up. It's so good. Yeah. Your diet. Yeah. Your diet totally changes when you're. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Plates. Okay, so let's let's do a little bit of silliness. Um, um, your readers, I mean, you post a lot of stuff on the Overseas Escape, and you actually just launched um, a new product. Do you want to talk a little bit before that, before we get into this silliness? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just launched, um, it's my first ever e-product, and I've been working on it for the past month or so. Um, and they are called Escape Guides, and basically they're one-week guides for seeing what I would say is the best of Europe. Um, so a lot of times, you know, just being a travel blogger, people will say, well, what do you do? What do you suggest? And um, I am nuts about things like Rick Steves guides and fodders. Um, but those guidebooks just provide you so much information. And so I've created escape guides, which are straightforward one week guides for exactly what you should do. And, um, and I think they're really helpful tools. I indicated, I identified everything I could possibly think of from how much to tip, logistics from getting point A to point B, where to stay, including like cost-effective options like Airbnb, um, the best restaurants, and I provide all the information for making reservations in advance because that's very commonplace in Europe is to have those advanced bookings. Um, so basically, um, I wanted it to provide to provide a product that um, if you're like four months out, you get the guide, you run through it. I have, um, it's an interactive PDF, so there's lots of active links you can just click on, immediately make your, you know, museum entrance reservation, that kind of thing, get the whole trip booked, you know, within an hour or so, um, and then just go on your journey, and I know it's going to be amazing. Um, my philosophy for traveling is, um, I'd like to say active tourism, but I don't want it to come across that I'm like running marathons or something in exotic places, but more so that I like to be busy and I like to see and experience cultures and have great food. And, um, and I really, you know, I can't be pent up. I really like to just, you know, be engaging with the destination. Um, and so that's the guides. That's kind of like the, the, mindset that I applied to the schedule and itinerary for these guides. So yeah, so it's, I'm really excited about what I've created and I think, um, I think it'll be really helpful for travelers. Um, and I really hope people enjoy them. So I, I just want to throw it out there that you've made it so easy, including, okay. One of the biggest annoyances I feel about preparing for any travel on top of all the booking and well, how are we going to figure out the, the fact that you went through the steps of, 
you know, all the transitions that you have to go from point A to point B on top of the fact that you gave a freaking packing guide. Oh my gosh. Okay. Like literally every girl's nightmare is, okay, well, what should I wear? And am I going to blend in with the locals? And what is the temperature going to be like? All like those, literally this is, these escape guides are just so, first of all, they're beautiful to look at, but they're all, they also are just like, so it simplifies I, everything. I like really try to think. I included like Instagram hashtags. Oh my birth. god! See, you know, you're like, you're a girl after my own heart, Margot. I can't like that's <laughs> that's exactly the stuff. The, and that's exactly why people love travel bloggers like yourself because we. I mean, if I need to go to Europe, I think of you, and I go to your website, and then there is the darling escape. Or no, that's the, that's your Italian one. <laughs> Your, your darling escape, right? Um, but the escape guides are just so, so easy. And I also just feel like it's like a glimpse into if I was traveling alongside with you, it would probably, this is probably what we would do together. This is what we do. For yeah, sure. for yeah. sure. <laughs> no, that's yeah, awesome. I'm excited about it. Thank you for all those sweet things. I appreciate it. Of course. Okay, so let's get silly. Um, so two truths and a lie. Tell me three things that most um, of your readers or the listeners wouldn't know about you. Two of those things are going to be true, and then one is going to be a lie. And I have to guess which one is your lie. Okay. All right. Um, so my dad is from South Africa. Um, I had a childhood cat named Dandelion. And the last one is I love Brussels sprouts. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, well, oh, man. I'm going to say your lie is that you like Brussels sprouts. No, I love them. <laughs> no, okay, I don't know why. Okay, so what's your lie? <laughs> my lie My lie is this cat. I didn't have a cat named Ah, oh, see, it's always the specific ones. I should have known. Should have uh, known. No, I, I don't know why, but I really like Brussels sprouts a lot. And, um... I've liked them since I graduated college, and I had lots of, I lived with lots of friends, and inevitably all my roommates would be like, no, Margo, no, because I would have them like twice a week. (laughs) 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 Like a lot. But I make them like on a skillet with soy sauce, like chopped up, and it's actually not boiled, because that's not good. No, no, no. Yeah, you got to do it right. Yeah, yeah. So your father is from South Africa. He is, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, he's from, it's a little town called Margate, but it's near Durban, so. Okay, so yeah. does he have a South African accent? He does, but I can't, I cannot impersonate him. <laughs> I can, like, try to do British, but I cannot do his accent. But I'm not going to. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's not good. Well, he probably wouldn't think I did it right, but yeah. <laughs> so, no cats named Dandelion. Your father is South African, and you love Brussels sprouts. Okay, learn something new every single day. There you go. Okay. All right. So if you had a slogan to go with your life this far or just your personality, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. See, I want to say this slogan, but I don't want it to sound like I'm I'm actually doing it. I don't know if that makes sense. But it's my goal. Okay. My, okay. okay. Um, and it's so cliche. So I also, that's the reason I don't want to say it. But it's Carpe Diem because I really like it. I think it's a great one. So Seize that day. Mm-hmm. Love it. I would, I would like, I don't have any tattoos, but I like always say like, that's what I would get if I had to get one. <laughs> hey, if it's, if it's like your slogan, I'd say more power to you. I get that tat, you know? Okay. I'll tell my husband tonight. It's a powerful slogan. I think it, there's a reason it's stuck around. 
yeah. seizing the day, taking advantage of every single opportunity. I mean, this is exactly about like that adventurous lifestyle that we're talking about. Seizing that day. Okay, so what would your dream day look like? Like from morning to the time that your head hits the pillow, what would you fill your time with? And like um, money was no option. Okay, well, so I made a couple bullet, bullet points for key aspects of this dream day. And so I'll just run down that. Um, basically, I'm in New York City with my close girlfriends at some like lavish luxury hotel. And I have somebody's Visa black card. That's the one without the limit, I think, right? Yeah, yeah totally. But, yeah. And I have that. And then we just have this amazing day. There's some shopping, but lots of like bar hopping and great restaurants and basically all the great New York activities. Um, and then we get tickets to see Jimmy Fallon front row because I love <laughs> Jimmy Fallon so much. Yes. And then afterwards we go to Taylor Swift's penthouse apartment and Justin Timberlake gives us a private performance. Of course. That's very simple. Easy day. <laughs> so are you, are you a New York girl? Are you someone who has, who has longed to live in the Big Apple or is this just like uh, one of your favorite destinations? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just think it's like, uh, I, I've had so much fun in that city, and I feel like you can't not have fun there. So that's probably the idea behind it. We did consider living in New York, but then we also, um, you know, because our world revolves around our dog, we're like, you know, you yeah. <laughs> like have a yard, you know, those kind of things. So. And that, that rent. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... It's interesting because of all the, you know, when I've traveled and I've met people and I say, oh, well, you, do you want to go to the U.S.? And they say, yeah, where do you want to go? And, you know, a couple of people say like kind of odd places that I wouldn't necessarily guess they would dream of visiting. And then, but most people say New York City because it's just this like awesome, you know. I feel like it's the place that just offers itself to you. Like there are, it's an unlimited amount of possibilities and that's. Mm -hmm. It's also, I mean, it's freaking New York. I totally get why people are like that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah. T, T Swizzy and J <laughs> J Tims and Margo. I all sound right, like such a um, like I could have the same dream day when I was fifteen, but <laughs> now I'm thirty. That's really my dream day. So be true to who you are. Yeah. Okay, and last question, getting a little deep. If you would like to go deep, or you can be totally off the wall with it. Um. What do you really and truly love? If there's, if someone asked you, what do you love, Margot? Your answer would be. So I have this, of course, I'm going to say like, you know, my husband and that stuff. But, um, but I think that I really love, um, I don't know how to articulate it, but basically the, I'm just really optimistic about the journey ahead. And, um, and I think that, Every day I wake up with that energy just to see, you know, what's going to happen and kind of like enthusiasm. And I kind of like when I was looking at these questions and I was thinking about travel, I was thinking about how on my journey, I think one of the um, feelings that I always, always love and look forward to is like the takeoff of the flight and you're kind of like disconnected and the future is totally open and you can make it whatever you want it to be. And I think that's what always gives me such like excitement and passion about, you know, what I'm doing regarding the blog and, but also with my life and, you know, just, it, it gives me probably, you know, energy is the, the best way to describe it. Like, I feel like it just so, so 
enthusiastic about it. Um, and I think that's why I like keep kind of going and just to see, you know, what's going to happen. And, and that takeoff is just like this kind of like this clarity for a second, you know, you just, you don't, you know, what's going to happen. So I don't want to get too like, you know, super deep, but I think for me, that's it. I love that. And I feel really fortunate to have been able to have had that so many times. So totally totally a great way to end it i couldn't have asked for a better way to end the episode but um so if if listeners are interested where can they find you on the interwebs like what's your instagram handle where's your website Uh, yep um so my website um it's the overseas escape.com on instagram i love instagram it's my name margo.page p-a-i-g-e on twitter i'm admittedly not the best at tweeting um but it's overseas escape um so hit me up on instagram instead um yeah do it she's a beautiful beautiful feed thank you um yeah so those are my main my main areas i'm also tumblring and things like that too but um but yeah head to the blog that's probably my favorite place to go and share my experiences and my journeys yay and thank you so much for sharing them so like candidly and so beautifully all the time. It's so refreshing to know that someone like you is out there sharing, you know, travel blog posts and giving recommendations, but also that you're just such an energetic and enthusiastic human being. So I am so thankful to have you on the podcast and thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much, Margot. That was such a great, great time. You're such a delight. Isn't she guys? Wasn't she lovely? All right, guys, so we will be back next week for another episode with a creative adventure. This next one, some of you guys have been requesting for me to tell you who's next, so I will tell you. Our next guest is going to be Bianca Cash. She's a great, great graphic designer, but she's also an illustrator, and she has a really, really, really quirky and um, cool little shop with um, fun quotes, and you might know her work. She's the one who created the big poster that says spread kindness like confetti. So we're going to talk to Bianca and she's from Australia. So she has like the cutest accent ever. So hold your horses for that next week. In the meantime, guys, thank you so much for subscribing. Don't forget to leave us a review and a rating. Um, It helps get other creative adventures to know about our work and you might win yourself some Amazon cash money. Um, And also on the blog, you will see that our mini course on everyday creativity creative coffee break is on sale and that sale price is going back up to normal at the end of this week so make sure that you grab that and take part in the fun they are short little mini exercises that you can do at your desk space you don't need any artistic background it's supposed to be an intro course to help you find the creative moments in your life make sure to check it out it's on sale what do you have to lose okay guys thank you so much for a great episode And I will see you next week. Adios.